Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Studies Thursday Night Alcoholics and God Speaker Series. Now, let's kick it off with our joke. Come on up, Dana. Hello, friends. Oops, there goes my index card. I am your alcoholic comedian for the evening. My name is Dana. So... Save on booze by drinking cold tea instead of whiskey. The following morning, you can simulate the effects of a hangover by drinking a thimbleful of dishwashing liquid and banging your head repeatedly against the wall. Nice. Thank you, Dana. Uh, I am a recovered alcoholic. My name is Tyler. Thanks for joining us tonight. In a minute, we're going to start our two-minute meditation, so please take a moment to get situated. Relax, take a deep breath, uh, turn off your phone. Um, that way it doesn't distract anyone else. Take this time to get connected to God. Let the craziness of the day drift away, and ask God to help you to stay focused on the step study tonight. Now, is everyone ready? Yeah. Just about. Let's uh, start our meditation.
Welcome back. Um, please, please follow me in the fog light prayer. God. There is a solution from the big book, page 17. The, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news that this book carries to those who are still suffering from alcoholism. I've asked Trey to read the Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's important to know what one is. Come on up, Trey. There he is. Hi, I'm Charney. I'm an alcoholic. Hi. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which, upon careful reading, shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership are thousands of, of thousands of alcoholics. Such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God-consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Thank you, Trey. Okay, so please refrain from talking to others uh, or constantly getting up and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting, so put your phone on airplane mode or just turn it off. Uh, without further ado, Paulette was, has been with us for five weeks. This is week six. I'm doing step six tonight. So come on up, Paulette. And... Every week I'm, I'm hoping he'll continue a little bit longer. <laughs> I can keep hoping, right? Keep hope alive. I sit there and I... Um, 
I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. That's what I'm saying. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> what does six says? We're entirely ready. <laughs> oh man. I'm sitting there thinking, uh, thank you so much. Um, I want to thank this group very, very much from the bottom of my heart. February is the month that Edward was born in. So this month is his birthday month. And um, the sadness is there. But you have given me purpose. And so I am so in debt to this group. And for my stock of my chase. Because um, little did we know what was going to be ahead of, for all of us. But for my, in my case, I needed you. I needed you more than I ever thought I needed anyone. In all my years of recovery, I needed you so much. And it dawned on me this week that I should not minimize my sadness and what I feel but I should capitalize on also the goodness of what I am receiving from you all. And so I want to take a little moment to say thank you. Thank you for what you are giving me. It is not by far um, lost on me. Deeply appreciate it, my fellow travelers. Deeply appreciate this. Um, so I'm here tonight, as Tyler said, we are, um, we're halfway through. Um, and so, um, six is chock full of goodness. Spoiler alert, one line in the big book, don't let it fool you. That is not true. Bill scattered it all over because people like me have a whole lot of defects of character and it's a lifetime job. Okay, I'm sitting there while I'm meditating and a thought just break through. Wasn't healthy. <laughs> Still got work to do. Ah, so let's get started, shall we? I hope you have been digging into these wonderful books that this program has given us. Because um, it's just wonderful to rediscover stuff that I hadn't seen in a while or things that I, th I thought I knew and, um, and I didn't. Um, I just want, I just want to say to you guys, take that book off the shelf as the, it says, um, and I'm going to read that too, because it's important to me. All right, guys, I'm going to say my prayer. Please indulge me. Uh, for those of you who are here tonight, those on Zoom and um, that aren't comfortable with um, the God concept as yet, please forgive me and indulge me. I have a God of my own understanding, and I ask this God of mine, whenever I stand in front of a room of alcoholics, to speak through me. And this is the prayer I use. Because of my, my sponsor, Dorothy H., who um, gave it to me before she passed away. And so I use it before I go into um, the sharing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wing it tonight because I can't find it. And, um, and that's okay because I, I can wing it today. 
and know that it comes from the heart because God speaks through me. It's his message, not mine. I'm just a vessel. So let me introduce myself to you the way I was taught to introduce myself to you uh, when I first crawled into the rooms of AA. Because unlike some of you, I didn't walk in here. And um, I was taught to say, first and foremost, I am an alcoholic. Um, I do have a home group. And my home group is the one day at a time group of Alcoholics Anonymous located in Miramar. My home group meets every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And I haven't said this in a while, but I will say it tonight because my spirit is saying that. If you should ever get lost in Miramar on a Wednesday night um, at around 8 o'clock. Remember, Paula's home group is right there at St. Bartholomew Church. We would love for you to join us. Please come by. I am sponsored and I sponsor. Uh, to me, that it means the difference between work and working. I am blessed with a sober date and my sober date is January 28, 1995. And my name is Paulette. Hello, fellow travelers. Thank you. Thank you so much for tonight. Um, we are on. Um, oh. Wow. You just blow me away. Man. That's what sobriety looks like. Step six. And you know what I do before I get into it. I have to read it the way it's written. Because I have a tendency to put words where they shouldn't be. And I tell myself that if I put another word in there, it'll make it better. <laughs> it will encourage me and motivate me to do it. That's not true. That's my disease. So every time I try to read it exactly the way it's written. And step six says, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Right there and then it tells me something. The word all. Now if you were like me when I first came into the rooms, I didn't see all. I saw some. <laughs> Had a few little pesky little termites that were bothering me and they had to go. I think Bill calls them glaring. So I saw some. But this program is so beautiful that even you can start with some. Because my thinking wasn't that open. Because remember, step two says the hoop is wide. So you don't have to just jump into it all at once. You can take it piecemeal at a time. So I was okay with some, and they let me. <laughs> That's the thing about old timers. They allow you to be miserable. <laughs> and they just look at you, and they know you're miserable. <laughs> and they say to you, you all right? <laughs> and my disease says, God, I have a few choice words for that son of a gun. I was a son of a gun. Back then, my word, my mouth was like a, a sailor. 
And what they allow us. It's another thing about Alcoholics Anonymous and the fellowship. It allows you to be you. There's nowhere else on planet earth that allows you to be exactly who you are. You know? And, and don't, don't ever take that for granted. You can come in here and just be as obnoxious as you want to be. And people just says, don't worry, keep coming. <laughs> and you're like, no. I don't want to hear that. I want to get you mad. Because you know misery loves company. You know, if I'm feeling miserable, I want you to feel miserable. It's one of the things I used to work on. Silent scorn was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> it took me a long time to get rid to, 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 for it to become objectionable. That's the word. Get used to that word. Because the day you hear that word, it will stay with you for as long as you, even if you don't stay sober, it still stays with you. My defects of character has to become objectionable or else I won't be motivated or even be interested to have it be removed. This is a step about letting go. Not giving up, letting go. I don't know about you. I'm an alcoholic that don't like to let go. Obsessive, compulsive. Very demanding. Everything is centered around my needs and wants. So this is entirely about letting go. So let's see what Bill says. I'm going to be skipping to, uh, if you are just joining us for the first time here in the, in the rooms or on Zoom, I am not one of those alcoholics who are going to read the book for you. You got to go read it yourself. But I will pick out a few things that speak to my spirit and we'll see where we go from there. So um, let me start. I want to start. Um, oh, I know where I want to start. I, I know where I want to start. Uh, oh, my God. And you're right. You sit up front. <laughs> Page. Um, Okay. I want to start into action at the bottom of page 75 from our big book. Um, Bill says, returning home, I've, I'm going to read in first person. That's how I read the big book. My sponsors will tell you. I, re, I tell them, read it with you in it. It does matter because it makes a difference. Um, try it. You might like it. Returning home. I find a place where I can be quiet for an hour. Now, for me, that hour is symbolic because it's really not an hour for me. It's the beginning of a new way of living. It's the end of isolation. I am now one with you. I am now nearer to my creator. I am also able to be forgiven. And I can also now open myself up to forgive you. Quite a number of promises in this part. So um, an hour for me is still a lifetime. Because every time I took, look at four and five, 
after going through it, I look at me in the mirror. I don't know about you. I'm one of those alcoholics that never liked a mirror when I was in active alcoholism. Because every time I went through and saw what my alcoholism has done to me, I could not stand what I saw in the mirror. So I avoided mirrors. I was like the vampire. You know, you put, put a dark sheet over it. Don't want to look in it. But with, when, with four and five, if they, after doing it the way it's laid out, it allows me to be able to stand in front of a mirror and see for the first time who I really am. It's painful. I'm not going to tell you that it was, I was joyful. I wasn't. It was painful to look in the mirror and see the reflection back at me. After I found out that I was a selfish, dishonest, fearful, inconsiderate human being. And I couldn't call myself a human being then. But after going through it with Philip B., I could do that and still cringe because I saw what was looking back at me for the first time. Because fifth step allowed me to improve upon the truth I found out about me in, in four. So I couldn't deny it. So I want to tell you that this hour for me is looking in that mirror and looking back at what I found out in that fourth column in step four that I shared with another human being and sit also with the God of my creator, create, that my creator, I call him my creator. And he says, carefully reviewing what I have done. What have I done? And um, what have I done? Here's what I have found out. And in a nutshell, I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. This is what I have done. Let me review what I have done. I have found out that I, about the problem, step one. I found out about that there is a solution, step two. Step three says I can make a decision, right? Step four says I can find out about the things that block me from my creator because the book tells me deep down inside of me there, the, it, there is the fundamental idea for God greater than me, power. Um, lack of power was my dilemma. And then five says, if I share what I find out after finding these things, with not only with the God of my own understanding, but with another human being, breaking down the barrier, the isolation, I am now part of the human race, slightly easing my way in. When I look at all of that and see that I am still, I, mean, I haven't splintered. He says, I thank God from the bottom of my heart. Whatever power you serve, after you have discovered that and you are still standing and people aren't running from you. People want you around after all of that. You got to thank some power because the things I have done in my life, I should have no business being here. I don't know about you. I wasn't a lovely person. And so he says, you thank God from the bottom of your heart that you get to know him better. That's a promise. 
This is the only program I know that pretty much every two lines there is a promise. Guarantee. You don't even have to buy insurance. It's coming. It's like, what? I'm going to get to know my creator better. And he says, you turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. So those of you who don't read the big book, now is be a nice time to do it. You can't stay sober by osmosis. You cannot stay by, by sober by sitting in a room and thinking that if you hug somebody or sit close to them, you will stay sober. It doesn't work that way. You have to turn to the page that contains the 12 steps. This is into action. Carefully reading the first five proposals. I just told you about them. And he says, and here is the prayer. We ask. Whenever we see those two words together in our big book, we ask. It is a prayer. I ask God. Dear God, have I omitted anything? Then he says, for I am building an arch. Remember third step I told you we are in the architectural business. We are building a house. The keystone, the arch. If I am building this arch, I am going to have to make sure it's strong. Because I am going to go through this. This is going to hold my house up. Because this is freedom. It's freedom. Freedom from bondage of self. And he says here, because I'm going to walk through this arch, a free man or a free person. That's a promise. I go far, go, I will go as far as to say it's a guarantee. And then here is the questions you got to ask yourself now. Is your work solid, Paulette, so far? Damn, them, these people don't give up, man. <laughs> he wants to know how solid is my work, the foundation. Are the stones properly in place, the steps? Did you skimp on them? Did you leave something out? He says, have you skimped on the cement for the foundation? Knowing us, we are cheapies, especially when we get sober. All of a sudden, we start to say, oh, I'm saving my money. Really? <laughs> Defects of character. <laughs> Have we tried to make mortar out of sin? Serious business. Spiritual. It's about an inside job. Can't skimp on it, Paulette. That's the first part of what I want to talk to you about. Get those things in, in your mind as I have. Because those are the questions that still I ask myself. It's a lifetime job. And so now that I have reviewed the first five proposals briefly with you. I want you to see of what this third step said. We stood at the turning point. We ask his protection and care with a complete abandon. It's a prayer that's in the book. It's not really attached to six, but yet it is. I'm at a turning point now. Now I know what I am. Six says, we're entirely ready 
to have God of my own understanding remove these defects of character. That's a tall order for me. I don't know about you. I'm feeling spiritual one minute. Or I call it the kumbaya moment. <laughs> Nothing you could say or do would ruffle my feathers. And then all of a sudden, somebody says something. And that kumbaya spiritual moment escapes me and went through the window. And all of a sudden, I'm angry. And I go from one all the way to ten in five seconds. It's rage. It's called rage. Uh, And let me tell you something. I told you about my dishonest act with Father Andrew last week. And I, I, I'm, so, I'm in my 20s. I'm sober in my 20s. I'm telling you this, my truth, because the number doesn't stop you from behaving badly. It is good to have long-term sobriety. I Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't trade my 28 for nothing in the world. But I'm telling you, it doesn't save me from being to behave poorly. Words matters. My weapon is my mouth. That's what got me in a lot of trouble. Wrong thinking equal resentment. Wrong believing equal fear. Wrong act harms to others. My whole life I couldn't figure that out until I got down to causes and conditions. And so, six is serious business. That's why he says we're entirely ready. Ready in this case that Bill is talking about, in my humble opinion and my experience. Don't forget, this is my experience, strength, and hope. It's a readiness that is based on a spiritual experience. And that spiritual experience has to come to me until only comes to me unless I have found it this behavior objectionable. I don't get up in the morning thinking I'm going to be goody two-shoe. I pray. (laughs) I pray. And let me get to work and not pray. (laughs) I got an... I I used to work down in Florida City years ago, years ago. I'm going to give you an idea. And every time I got out of my car and walked through the hospital, as soon as I got in there, somebody ticked me off. <laughs> and I would get so mad about it. And then I had a meeting. My, I, I would go to my home group and I would share about how I get tangled up in this, in, this anger. Because uh, still don't get it. You're powerless. And an old timer who doesn't make AA meetings anymore, but she's still sober. She says to me, she said, Poet, why don't you try taking your God in with you? I said, they goddamn old timers, they could come up with some stupid shit. <laughs> what is that going to do for me? And she knew what I was thinking. She said, well, try it. And I started to try it. I said, okay, God, come in with me. And I would lock the car and I would go into the hospital. About the first week, I noticed I wasn't so angry 
after all. I would still get there. I would have my little moments, but it didn't linger a lot. Two weeks go on, and then before I know it, I didn't, it didn't matter. But I was still doing what she said. Didn't know the difference. I didn't notice it yet. That's why you have to share with another to let people see you how you're changing because you're the last person to know you're changing. Somebody says to you, you're not so rough around the edges. You're like, what? Because <laughs> you don't know that you're not behaving and acting that way anymore. Another month goes by. And before the end of the year, I won the award for the staff with the best attitude. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. It's real. I didn't know I was doing this. All I asked for was just not to get angry at people. When they say stuff, let it wash off me. Don't react. And so I, all, I didn't realize it. That's how mocus I was. But this is how this thing works. It seeps into your body and your bloodstreams. The next thing you're oozing it. You're practicing this and you don't know. So that's just one thing. Plenty of chock full of examples with it. But this says all the chains that comes through God working in my life today is only by my consent and by my permission. Only by my consent and by permission. That's the only way God of my understanding works in my life. And then he says, all the growth that happens is only through my will, thinking, and through my consent. Serious business. We have, I have to make a decision. Where did this come from? Third step. This is where decision, that third step to turn my will, my thinking, and my life over to the God of my own understanding. Care. This is where it comes into play. This is where it comes into play. Six. The decision that I made back. And by the way, now you understand why I say you can't pick and choose what step to, to work. Because if you didn't work through, you wouldn't know what the heck I'm talking about. They are divinely laid out in the way they are laid out for an alcoholic like me to be healed. Now, six is different because six and seven, one, two, three are like steps. From my experience, six and seven are beside each other. They are companion step. But because you're as, as bad as I am, we got to tear apart six first. When you get better, and you start doing this thing, and you start to smell yourself, as my sponsor used to say, <laughs> you can do six and seven together. But this is step study. We need to do it separately. But seriously, six and seven are companion step they should be done together in practice they we do it together once you want to you identify a defect like 
constantly lying all the time. Oh, let me tell you one of my, one of my favorite back in the days. Gossip. <laughs> who, who, thank God Bill had a paragraph in the 12 and 12 about it. Because my gossip was about, and I told myself this, my fellow travelers, that if I gossip about you, it's because I care about you. I want to help you to see the errors of your ways. I want to lift you up. So I need to let you know. So, but I'm not telling you. I'm telling somebody else about you. Because of my low self-esteem. Because I want to see myself superior to you. I want to make me feel better. I need to feel better. Because the way I was living wasn't doing it. So if I take a look at your life. And pick it apart. And tell somebody how bad you are. They won't even have to look at me. And of course they will validate me. Because of course I'm of importance. Because I brought them the gossip. This is how it works for me. It was not until it started to feel objectionable that I don't indulge in it. Now, once in a while it happens because I'm human and my God ain't done with me yet. Especially when I'm tired or I haven't slept or I haven't eaten or I eat too much sugar. I love macadamia soft cookies. And oatmeal raisin. And when I'm stressed. I have nine of them. In one sitting. I don't know about you. It does something to me. That isn't nice. My friend call it. Who is a non-alcoholic. She says Paulette that's emotional eating. And I'm saying shut up. Who asked you? <laughs> to keep coming you know and so Sig says now he says this in such a way that he says this is step step three uh, decision now comes into practice because I'm, I'm I'm asking God now this is a, the, it, I, I gotta find this prayer because it's so cool because way back then that's why you gotta read these things step six says Sometimes, to me, I'm paraphrasing, summarizing, and remember, it's my life, not yours. Sometimes getting self-awareness is painful. I know about you. If you did a good fifth step, it should be painful. Because none of you sitting here are any princess or princess. So I've heard some of your stories. We have heard it said that the truth will make you free. But at first, it most likely would make you miserable. And that was my truth. So I have to get willing to let go. So here's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. See, I have accumulated a whole lot of defects of character through the years. I started drinking at the age of 14 or 15. 
I never got to you till in my early 30s. That's a whole lot of hard living. That's a whole lot of harms. There's a whole lot of people. I saw something the other day. I think I sent it to my sponsee, Lorraine, where this young man was talking about harms done to other people. And he said his father told him that it's like driving a nail through two pieces of wood. And when you take the nail out of the wood, you leave a hole in it. That's the harm that I have done to other people. So don't come up in here, Paulette, and talk about how righteous you are. Far from it. You left some holes in people's life. People who trusted you, Paulette. People who were loyal to you. People who gave you their home. Treated you like a human being. And you trampled on it. This isn't for babies, ladies and gentlemen, fellow travelers. This is for people who want to grow up. And I want to grow up. Bill says this is the step that separates the men from the boys. He means that I cannot now long, no longer stomp my feet and have a temper tantrum. He says I've got to act mature. Mature people respond maturely. My emotions no longer rules my life. Which is used to. Impulsiveness. Rashness. I feel like it. This step tells me, whenever I feel like it, do the opposite. That's what six tells me. When I want to curse you all, see, thank God they don't lock me up for what I'm thinking. <laughs> because I have had conversation in my head about some of you who told me something that I was like, what? But my face, it says a different thing. And the words that come out of my mouth is not me. It's not of me. Somehow, I found it objectionable to respond the way I used to. So when my family member who knows where my buttons are, try to press those buttons... And I don't respond that way. They say something is wrong with her. <laughs> six. Six. I'm giving it up. Not giving it up. I'm sorry. Wrong word. Letting it go. And so what happened is. What happened is my personality is changing. See a person who have Im indulged selfishly. Everything for self. Remember, my God-given instincts have been out of proportion. Far exceeded, Bill says, insanity. Now I need God to put it back into the way he had given it to me. So now I have to practice the opposite. But I, he says I have to want to be ready to do it. Six is a state of readiness. Seven is where you go to God with it. But we're not at seven yet. So hold on. You know. You got to get into that state of readiness. You have to see it like I see it. You know. When, when things. Because I have to start to think about. How it's going to affect you. Never you. Because I want to be more considerate. Because remember. I lack considerateness. I don't care about you. As long as my needs are met. 
And so I need to find out what my action is going to do to you. It's a state of readiness. I can't just flip a switch like that. It takes practice. And so I can't come in here and tell you that I can do it in a heartbeat. I got to practice it, but I have to want to. Willingness. That's another characteristic of the state of readiness. State of readiness is a spiritual awakening. And if I am not spiritually awakened to that kind of readiness, I can't do it. And, God, and this, this program gives me this way of life, this design for living. Because now it's a design. It's no longer a program for me. He says, these are the times when, when, when I ran to Father Andrew and, because dishonesty was objectionable to me. And even when I failed to see that I was being forgiven and an opportunity, because I failed, because I'm in my head thinking he's not giving me my opportunity. Even in then, it says, if I'm sorry about what I have done. And then old timers used to say, stop doing it. That's what they used to say. Stop doing it. If every time you come to a meeting, oh, you know how we go crying, whining. Oh, I did this again. Meanwhile, this is the 40th time you already said you did it, right? And old time, I would just get tired of us and they would just look at us and they would say, stop doing it. And we are like, it's easy for him to say. He got 20,000 20, years. Because we, we're mad at it. It's true. That's how we feel. But this is what he's saying. If we are sorry. It says so in the big book. So. Here's what I tell you now. So I have a pattern. All these years. That have darkened and changed my personality. Yes my dear fellow travelers. I am not Paulette. That sweet lovely person you like to hug at meetings. When I got here. Not at all. Far from it, because I, I did not know what to do with the personality that I had developed. Because this is what alcoholism is for me. When you pour alcohol on God-given instincts for years and years and years, it is a sin. A sin, because what I was doing was committing slow suicide. And God abhors suicide. God and nature. That's what I was doing. And so one, I come in here with all of this. And my personality is unique like my fingerprint. We may share some of the defects. But I am unique in my personality. That's why you got to own your stuff. Nobody else can own my stuff for me. That's why you got to do it. When they say do your fourth step, they mean own it. And so that's what happens for me. So now I know I have a checkered personality. Now I know what Mr. Hyde looks like. I can't tell you how depressed I was. And remember, I can't smoke weed no more. <laughs> and what happened is, 
I had to practice something different. But I had to sit with it for a while. You know, and um, there is a thing that I, um, it talks about um, what happens if I want to change, I have to want to practice something different. It's the opposite. The killing of myself every day. It's humility I have to practice. I have to kill self every day. The ego. Every day is a daily thing for me. Still this day, the killing of my ego. Because my ego wants me dead. And so I got to tell you how important this is. See, my pride tells me that I should not. Nothing wrong with you, Paulette. You're so well. Because my, my disease talked to me very nice. It doesn't tell me mean stuff and all of that. My disease tells me wonderful things. It tells me how great I am. It tells me all kinds of wonderful, nice things. But I know that it has my disease because I have been coming long enough. And I've been practicing this long enough to know when my disease is talking to me. Because you know why? I have a group of people that will tell me my, when I am um, bullshitting myself. I, I, if you don't have those kind of friends, find them. They are worth every penny. Friends who will tell you the truth because they love you enough. And I have a sponsor that I use every week. And I tell her what's going on. Because I need somebody to improve upon the truth. To identify. My sponsor can spot when I have a hanging thread. Going through something that I've been going through. My sponsor was the reason why I was able to bury Ed. And never have any regrets or guilt or shame or remorse. Because she put me into the level with the forgiveness. I went to workshop on forgiveness. So that was done before Ed went home. And I didn't know Ed was going to die. This is how important it is for me to grow up. So I don't say, I wish I did. Seize the day. The moment is now. And so this is what six is telling us. The state of readiness is a state of consciousness. Whatever it is, your defect that you found out in your fourth column. Maybe you have every, every one of them like I do. See, I had a thing with whenever Ed came home and did something that I didn't like, I wouldn't speak to him for a week. And he would be talking to me, and I would be like in my head. I wonder if he understands that I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to have a conversation with you. Black man, I don't want to speak to you. But I'm not going to say this because I'm not speaking. I want him to feel the hurt that he did to me. The same piercing hurt. I want him to feel it every time he says to me, Okay, babes, don't call me your babes. That's in my head. All of this is happening in my head, by the way. You think you are not insane? 
You are having an open dialogue about punishing somebody else and they don't even know it. <laughs> this is the character defects I have. If you, I guess you identify with me because you're all laughing. That's why we are grateful we are here. This is some sick stuff. So I'm telling you. I, I got the light, so I got to wrap it up. I hope that you understand what Six is saying. Get into a state of readiness. It's a state of consciousness. A state where I have to be willing to let go of the things that have darkened my personality, that have pulled me away from my creator and from you. And so what I am asking God to do is to get me ready for that. So I'm going to end with what I always, those of you who have been around me for a while, I like to end my, and I didn't say my prayer. Look at that. God said not tonight because six will be telling them exactly what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to end tonight. Where's Dana? Dana is my chef. I'm going to talk about chicken soup. That's how I look at six step from a spiritual angle. I am a very good cook. And it's not my ego, it just is. <laughs> but I make a mean pot of soup amongst other dishes. And I use chicken soup and the preparation of it to display to you what my defect of character looks like after I have far exceeded their proportion that was given to me by the God of my understanding. Now, if you're like me, when I got sober, I started to buy organic stuff or farm to table. I am from Jamaica. I was eating farm to table and organic before it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> my mother grew that in our backyard. So I just got out of my kitchen, picked it, eat it. Okay. But it is a thing. So I'm going to tell you how I prepare my chicken soup. I buy fresh ingredients. Organic or farm to table. I like carrots. I like celery. Um, I like potatoes. Um, scallion. Thyme. Uh, Jamaican um, peppers. Um, I like onions. I like red onions and I like white onions. Good ones, people. I buy those. I like dark meat. So I buy organic chicken without the skin. And I, these are prep. I'm prepping. The soup hasn't started yet for you greedy folks. This is this prep. Good oil. I like Spanish olive oil and I like Italian olive oil. Whichever one. And I like that. And garlic. Now I'm prepping all of these natural ingredients. They're all natural. No fertilizer. God given. And I prep them. Cut them in the right sizes. It has to be done in layers. You can't just throw everything in the pot. I get a nice. I have a nice soup pot. I spend money on my pots. Put some olive oil in the bottom, chop my onions and my garlic, 
and I slowly sauteed them, that it permeates the room. If you have ever sauteed onion and garlic in good olive oil, you'll know what I'm talking about. Just close your eyes with me. And then I, then I peel my carrots and I, and I dice them in the sizes that I want them to be. And I put them in that, sauteed, and they go mingle with the onion and the garlic. And then I do my celery the same way. Um, sometimes I use a little dill. Sometimes I don't. I can always switch up. Peel my potatoes. And then I make sure I cut my chicken into bite size. Usually I get that done at the butcher. And I put it in layers, layers. So everybody gets to know each other. Mingle. We all mingle. Get a bath in the olive oil. Meanwhile, I have up my kekka boiling with some hot water. When everything has been, when everybody gets to know each other, when we mingle, and the whole house smells of good things. Think of that as, the deep, as how God has created us. Without blemish. Because that's the instincts God given. The need to be the human being. Because he gave it to us. And then when all of that is done. I like pumpkins. We call it, you call it squash. I like to cut that into dices. And I throw that in there too. And then I put my hot water in, and it just comes to a boil. Then you turn the fire down, simmer, slow, low and slow, and let it boil. At the top of this wonderful chicken soup, you will start to see grease, scum. I call it scum, gray, dark. The scum. It dirties the soup. It makes all of those ingredients. And I used to think about all the money I spent for the ingredients. And all this crap is coming up in the soup. But what happens is. That scum that comes at the top of the soup. Is representative of my character defects. See, God gave me instincts, pure. And because of my selfishness, what I've done with it, at the top of that soup is the scum. That's what I have done. And he gives me an opportunity to take a look at it. So every time you drink a cup of soup again, <laughs> think about that. And that's my take on the sixth step. Thank you. You know, uh, Paulette, whenever I look at you, I, I smile. Thank you so much for sharing. Let's have another round for Paulette. David will come up and give his report. Hi, my name is David, and I am your recovered alcoholic secretary. In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, the baskets are now going around. Um, there are QR codes on the back of some of the chairs if you want to uh, contribute through Venmo, or you could go into Venmo and type in the name Clarence Snyder. Um, and... 
I have asked Tyler to come up and read the recovered statement. Hey, everybody. I'm Tyler, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Tyler. Thank you, Miss Paulette. I really needed that. Appreciate it. This is recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured. That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in, the, in his mind rather than in his body. Page 23. We are now sane where alco alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Thanks, Tyler. 1940-style big book sponsorship from the forward to the second edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we have seen, felt, come to believe and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. Is there anyone in the room needing a sponsor? Okay, if you're too shy to raise your hand, uh, please come up and stand by the, the piano at the end of the meeting, and uh, someone will come over and speak to you. Uh, can I have a show of hands of recovered alcoholics? Okay. Intergroup is where you can find AA-related um, literature and medallions. Intergroup is also responsible for creating our where and when and scheduling the AA hotline. Stop, uh, stop by and visit them. Broward County Institutions Committee is responsible for bringing meetings into places where people like us can't get out to an AA meeting, such as jails, detoxes, and rehabs. They meet monthly to organize the meeting schedules at the 12-step house. Do we have any BCIC members present? Brian? Brian. Brian. So uh, go speak to Brian. Monthly me meetings are at what? second Saturday of every month at, did it say 10 a.m.? Yes. Okay. Um, there are some upcoming service opportunities. There are flyers on the literature table for them. Um, I think you skipped ahead. Um, yes, there's the Intergroup in, uh, Appreciation Banquet. Uh, they have their next planning meeting Wednesday, January. Wait. Okay, that's over. Okay, that's why he skipped it. Uh, Sorry, I doubted you. Um, uh, we are humbly requesting donations for the raffle at our appreciation banquet in April as well. And of course, uh, next week, um, God willing, we have Paulette for her seventh week. So uh, please come. Uh, we will be here at 7.15. Um, yes. 
Please join us on Monday nights for the Big Book Study meeting, where the Big Book comes alive. Fellowship is at 6.30. Uh, the Big Book Study starts at 7.15. We have CDs, mugs, large print books, and little, little, the Little Red Book and Big Book dictionaries for sale here on the literature table, uh, which is also a piano. Um, <laughs> thank you. See you next week. We have all of tonight's, uh, tonight's podcast at alcoholicsandgod.org if you are interested in that. Uh, if you would like to th- thank tonight's speaker, Paulette, please line up uh, in between aisles. And uh, let's close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't matter
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. Time in my life, my 
leaves are green now, growing vines. They twist and turn each way, flowers blooming all the time. That's at my door. song is god bless i love you mike chase bye
Say. 